Cue the generic ukulele music. It's time for another episode of Founder's Journey. And uh, I'm Josh Pigford, and this is Founder's Journey, a podcast about uh, building a startup. In this case, it's Bear Metrics. Bear Metrics is a SaaS analytics for Stripe, and um, and this is a podcast about it, and you're listening to it if you didn't realize that. Um, let's jump in. So this week, uh, this week's episode is is called Three Things We Did to Reduce Churn by 68% and uh, Four Surprising Lessons Learned and One That's Not All That Surprising. Um, so this week we're going to talk about churn and how it's the devil and, uh, and you want to get rid of it. And we're going to talk about how we reduced our churn pretty significantly. So, um... So let's jump in. So if, if recurring revenue is a rainbow leading to a pot of gold, then churn is the dirty leprechaun trying to keep it all from you. Uh, and now, admittedly, my my rainbow leprechaun metaphor there is a little weak, but you get the idea. So SaaS products are amazing because of how recurring revenue has sort of a compounding effect. Uh, that $100 a month customer keeps paying over and over again until they don't. And that's where churn comes in and why it's so uh, vicious to the growth of your company. So I've written about uh, how to reduce churn um, before, so I won't rehash that here. But what I want to talk about is how we, Bear Metrics, in the past few months have reduced our churn by nearly 70%. So uh, our churn problem here. So at the, at the start of the year, uh, January 2015, we started noticing that our revenue churn and user churn were, were starting to creep up. And uh, at its worst, where it kind of peaked in terms of badness, um, we were about 10% on user churn and 13% on revenue churn. So uh, we've certainly seen businesses with much worse churn, uh, but neither number are really acceptable for us. And, and they were just making it harder for us to grow. So the problem was we, we didn't really understand why. This was happening. So at the end of February, we started uh, Operation Churn Reduction. And the result of this was a 68% reduction in user churn, so down to 3%, about 3%, and a 63% reduction in revenue churn, so down to about 5%. Now, what did we do to reduce the churn this much? So we needed to fix our churn problem ASAP. Uh, so for all of March, I didn't write any content for the blog and record founder's journey. Uh, I ignored most email and phone calls that didn't really have any direct correlation to us figuring out what was wrong. Uh, and then we did three things over the course of, of uh, basically March and April for the most part. So, uh, so first up we removed self serve account cancellation. Um, so we removed the ability for you to go into your account and just click the cancel button and be gone. I know heresy, treason. But the reality was our free form, let us know why you're canceling text box, um, wasn't cutting it as far as us figuring out why people were canceling. We just weren't getting anything even remotely useful there. It was, you know, just like people would just type in cancel or I don't like it or I don't need it, blah, blah, blah. So instead, um, when someone wanted to cancel, we just made it really easy for them to contact us. So you could live chat us on the spot or send a message directly from in, inside the app. Or uh, Most of the time, we'd respond within a couple of hours, sometimes within minutes or even instantly in the case of live chat. So when we'd get somebody saying, hey, I need to cancel my account, 
we would say something to the effect of like, hey, Sue, happy to take care of that for you. That rhymes. Um, hey, Sue, happy to take care of that for you. But before we do that, would you mind letting me know why you're canceling? Would love to learn how we could have served you better. Now, the large majority of the time, uh, we'd get great feedback about exactly what was going on and why Bear Metrics wasn't a good fit for them anymore. And then we'd promptly cancel their account and many times even refund them and then wish them well. But where this gets really interesting is that we were able to save about 15% of cancellations from even canceling at all. These were people who didn't realize that certain functionality existed already or that we were about to launch the very feature they were looking for. And in some cases, we'd give them a discount for the next month to, uh, to tide them over while we finished up what uh, it was they were looking for. Now, these were the same people who would just put something to the effect of, oh, it didn't fit my needs in that t- cancellation box and we'd never hear from them again. So that was definitely a huge win for us, uh, both on understanding why people were uh, unhappy or why they were wanting to leave, but it was also uh, actually saving a substantial number of customers from churning at all. Now, the common assumption here is that making users contact you to cancel will result in lots of angry customers beating down your door and setting your house on fire. Now, for us, this hasn't really been the case at all. There's been literally one person who was even kind of slightly, but not really upset, uh, while many more actually used contacting us to can- uh, to cancel as a way to sort of talk out or talk through how they wished we could have served them better. So talking with uh, a number of companies that do this, their experiences uh, have been pretty much identical as far as removing the, the cancellation uh, button. Uh but I, I, can, I can see this not working well with uh, like a consumer-focused product. But with B2B, uh, I'd suggest trying it, even if just for a few weeks, to kind of to, to get some really solid feedback on, on why people are canceling. Now, second thing we did is we shipped uh, some highly requested features. There were a couple of features that users had been requesting for quite a while, and we buckled down and made those happen. Uh, one was this Plan Insights feature, which... Let's you break down, see a breakdown of all your metrics on a historical basis. And there was this data intervals thing, which let you group your metrics by day, week, and month. And both of those were these quick responses to what we found through the cancellation feedback that users were having uh, uh, trouble with these things. They were having trouble digging into their data and understanding it. So we said, well, here's two things that we can pretty quickly ship to uh, kind of appease that, you know, this this uh, issue with them not understanding certain bits of their data. Um, And then thirdly, we provided more education. So, um, so another piece of feedback from users with that was that they didn't know what to do uh, with the data. So uh, we started spending more time educating uh, those customers. Um, And a few of the ways that uh, we invested more time uh, on education was that we uh, expanded our help desk. So help.bearmetrics.com kind of helping people understand what metrics mean, how to put them to use, that kind of thing. Uh, Did webinars. So uh, spending time showing users uh, bear metrics and how to use it. And then uh, adjusted our lifecycle emails to send, send them more at, at appropriate times instead of, just exactly certain times, like we would kind of send them at the times that made more most sense, and then reached out to users to make sure that they understand how to use bare metrics. So, like that would be phone calls or emails or Skype or whatever, or even some screen sharing sometimes. Um, so those are the three kind of high level things that we did. Uh, now let's talk about why it's so crucial to reduce churn at all. So um, it's I mean like I can't stress enough. Uh, how important it is to reduce churn. It's, it's a literal cancer, cancer to your uh, revenue growth. So 
let's give an example here. So say we started the year with $30,000 a month in recurring revenue. So $30,000 MRR. And we're adding uh, about $5,000 in new MRR every month for the next year. That'd be great, right? Well, with the 13% revenue churn we previously had in 12 months, you know what our MRR would be? 37,000. That's frightening. So that $5,000 per month in new MRR just got reduced to practically nothing because I mean, we're talking like after 12 months of adding $5,000 in new MRR a month, the net result was $37,000 a month in recurring revenue. Like that's all it had only gone up $7,000 because of that 13% churn. Like it's just, it's, it eats your revenue alive. So just by reducing churn, not even increasing our revenue growth rate, like still just adding $5,000 in new MRR every month, uh, the outlook, but the, and the only thing that we did was reduce the churn, the outlook is much different. So like if we reduce the churn to 5%, which is what we did, our MRR after 12, month, uh, 12 months is a much nicer $62,000 uh, in, in recurring revenue. Um, so like, I don't know of a better example to give of like why it's so important to, to, to get your churn down. Um, and if your churn isn't in the single digits, like it's the only thing you should even be focusing on fixing, like that's the only thing you should worry about right now is getting your churn down. Um, I mean, really, like if you talk enterprise level, um, uh, churn, th- those people who are selling, you know, hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars a year, uh, contracts, I mean, their churn is, is like 1% a year. So 1% divided by 12 to get their monthly, uh, churn rate. I mean, it's just microscopic in the like small to medium, uh, B2B world, like sub 5% is good. Like one, two or 3%, uh, monthly churn is, is, uh, you're doing pretty decent. Um, but really, I mean, anything, anything less, uh, you know, the smaller the number, the better, obviously. So, um, so what are some things that you've done to reduce churn? Um, let me know. So, uh, go to bearmetrics.com slash blog and you'll find this, uh, churn article, add a comment, shoot me an email, josh at bearmetrics.com or, uh, on Twitter at Spigford. And, uh, that's this week's episode. So thanks for listening. If, um, you like this, uh, head over to iTunes, give us a rating. If you hate it, head over to iTunes and uh, rate it. And uh, and I, I apologize if we wasted your time. Um, even if you did like it, we still probably wasted your time. There's probably much better things you could be doing than listening to me talk. So um, that's it. And I'm, uh, I'm done talking now. So that's the end. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Later. Later.